0: Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. Joining me now on the Welcome Home Beef Hotline, my good friend Brett Hudson from the Tuscaloosa News. That's all the intro you're going to get because you don't deserve any more than that.
1: That's, that's fair. I hope I at least deserve some, some meat from, from Welcome Home Beef. I see all the stuff on your on your Twitter. I feel like I, I, I need some. So I, I'll, I'll live with the lackluster introduction if I'm getting some Quality of
0: the deal. I think we can try to make that happen for you. Real quick right. question. Do you have a co-pilot with you today? No, they
1: are in daycare now. So okay. I, am, uh, I am unencumbered by baby at
0: the moment. Okay, that's good news. That's good news. Uh, let's get into it. This Alabama team, we talked about them back during the summer. We both knew they were going to be really, really good. They've been really, really good. Has anything surprised you about them, though?
1: I thought I would get more progression out of the defense. So I thought the defense would be a little bit better than it has been. Uh, and I think people locally are, are kind of encouraged by the Tennessee game and in the second half of the Georgia game, um, but those are two offenses that aren't really built to, to test the modern excellent defense based on how they operate and the kind of traditional methods they use and the, the lack of tempo they use, whereas... Uh, Mike Leach is just on is both a little more forward thinking and how it tests the modern defense and it has a little more of a tempo element to it. So um, I thought the defense would be a little bit better. Uh, the, the Ole Miss game where they gave up like six hundred something yards to, to Lane Kiffin and, and almost lost that game in, in Oxford, I think that was a little worse than what this defense actually was. And uh, I think the last six quarters are a little bit better. Than what this defense actually is, I think they're they're somewhere in between. But I thought they would be better than what they have been to date because they've returned so many pieces. The coaching staff was relatively intact. They got their leader back in Dylan Moses at inside linebacker. They got LeBron Ray back from injury. Everything was kind of pointing to this this defense being better than it has been two days, or, or it hasn't been.
0: When Najee Harris isn't busy running in two-yard touchdown runs, he's been one of the better, <laughs> better uh, running backs in the SEC, as as you would expect. State's been really good against the run this year. You know, how do you like that matchup for, for both sides? Uh, uh, it,
1: it definitely intrigued me. I think I was pretty adamant coming into the season that Alabama has the best offensive line in the country. And I, I'm not saying they haven't been that, but I think I expected more of them, especially in the in the run game, they haven't been uh, as explosive in, in the run game as I thought they would be. To kind of mention the the Twitter idiot you're you're referencing there, um, so I'm, I'm kind of looking forward to this matchup because they've had a run game. It's never been fully totally taken away from them. They haven't put up a, a stinker where they're averaging like two yards per carry or something. But they haven't been consistently averaging four and a half yards per carry in a in a game, so I'm I'm kind of waiting for someone to completely take that away from from Alabama because it's not easy to put up the numbers that Matt Jones and his passing attack have put up on recent games, but it it definitely helps to have something of a run game to support that that pass game, And, and Alabama has that. They haven't had an elite run game, but they've had enough of a run game to kind of force teams to respect all aspects of the RPO and and toy with opposing defenses that way. So I, was, I don't want to say I was hoping Georgia would take away Alabama's run game because that's not really how we do things in this industry, but I, I keep hoping someone does do it because I want to see how this offense reacts to it. I want to see how Matt Jones and, and these receivers adjust if someone is able to take away Alabama's run game completely. Uh, I wouldn't mind Mississippi State being the team to do it just because I, I want to see it. Like Najee Harris can be the touchdown puncher and, and capitalize on these two-yard touchdown runs and, and all that, but he's also been effective enough in all other aspects of, of the field to, to make defending this offense more or less impossible. So the, the matchup itself should be one of the better ones that Bama's faced this year. Yes, Georgia's immensely talented everywhere on their, on their defense, but statistically Mississippi State and Georgia have been pretty comparable if Mississippi State hasn't been, a little bit better against the past. Granted, Georgia State, Alabama, and Mississippi State has not, so those numbers could change this time next week. But I'm, I'm curious to see the matchup, because I think there's at least a statistical case to be made that this is the, the best defense Alabama has faced this year, and if State is able to stand up and pass better than Georgia did, it's probably going to be that way through the rest of the... Regular season, because I don't know that there's a defense on Banner's schedule left that has done what Mississippi State has to this point.
0: I'm going. You're going to enjoy my next question. Tell me about Slade Bolden.
1: Yeah, Slade, baby. Um, a a white slot wide receiver. I'm sure you're surprised to hear that. Um, But he, jokes aside, he's immensely talented. Like he's he's someone who came up in West Monroe High School in Louisiana. That was an I-formation veer team, like the oldest school of old schools, the fullback was the future player in an I-form gear offense. And then Slade Bowden shows up, and all of a sudden they're running shotgun inside zone reads and, and shotgun power reads because they have this incredible talent they had to do something with. And they line them up at wide receiver, they line them up at tailback and they do everything with they in Alabama looks at him and sees a slot receiver. They see someone who's quick out of the break, who's obviously got good ball skills, um, and, and someone who can make people miss and in the open field, so they put him in a slot receiver, and he develops to the position, and now he's kind of thrust into the full-time duty a little bit earlier than he would have been anticipated. He, I think we all expected Jalen Waddle to, to ball out for this season, go make a bunch of money in the NFL, and then... Slade takes over for him to start the 2021 season, but now Slade is kind of thrown into the fire midway through the, the season. Um, I think the thing that interests me most is how he's developed to the intricacies of the wide receiver position. Because we know he's an, he's an excellent athlete, and we know he's experienced. He's he got some experience as a wildcat quarterback last year, even through the pass last year, and he's got some garbage time reps to a wide receiver. But has he fully developed his athleticism to the skill set required of a slot receiver. Uh, he had six catches for 94 yards against Tennessee. So that was a promising early return, but there are going to be more difficult challenges for, for him in the regular season to come with Mississippi States obviously, being on that that list. so he's, he's a heck of an athlete, but as he developed that athleticism into being a well-rounded technician of a of a slot receiver, I imagine this game on Saturday is going to be the, a very important first step to finding out that answer.
0: Any chance uh, Nick Saban does MSU fans a favor and runs exclusively man coverage on uh, on Saturday?
1: <laughs> that is that is a little bit of their mo, right? Kind of yeah. blending the the man and zone principles with a little bit of a pattern matching and. Stuff like that. But, no, uh, Miss Saban was was asked about it Monday. He is well aware of the strange tendency early on in Leach's Mississippi State tenure to be uh, flummoxed by zones. He is very well aware of that. And they have zones in their defense, obviously. They don't like to run a ton of it. They they tend to be more in-your-face press coverage guys as they have been for pretty much all of Saban's tenure here. Um, but they are definitely aware of the fact that the bone seems to have flummoxed Mississippi state thus far and, and they'll they'll turn to that if they if they have to. The only problem with that is there are some certain spots in the secondary that are a little inexperienced. so when it comes to playing zone and the communication they're in that could get a, a little hairy at times because they if you take the dime package which we're probably going to be in a lot with, with Mississippi State right there, feels pretty good about their two corners. They feel pretty good about their nickel slot guy, and they feel pretty good about one of their deep safeties. The other deep safety and the dime slot guy, those have been kind of uh, merry-go-rounds, I guess, throughout the course of the season. They've had trouble finding solid answers at those two positions, So, if you're forcing those guys to be on the field on every snap, which I'd imagine Mississippi State were going to, to do that with, with an air raid style attack, and when you're forcing those guys to communicate and make post snap decisions based on what their responsibility is and zone coverage, I can see where that could get a little hairy at times.
0: I don't, I don't you know, I'm not going to have any delusions of grandeur and say that State could win. How can State stay in the game on Saturday? Because, you know, I watched the Ole Miss game, and I saw that Alabama is, you know, you can hit them for some things defensively. How can State stay in the game?
1: I think they're going to cover. I think this defense is good enough to make life difficult for Alabama. Now this this offense is going to get there. It's like I don't know that that anyone in the nation's going to hold Bama to fewer than thirty five points this year. That's just how good this offense is. Like unless all the other starters get hurt and are out for the year, I find it hard to believe that anyone's going to hold Bama under thirty five this year. But it's it's like you said, there there is room for explosive if you're challenging them the right way, specifically with with tempo and combining that with some modern uh, schematic advancements, I guess. Um, so I, I think Mississippi State's going to cover because the, the defense is good enough to not let Bama go out there and put 56 points on the board, and the offense can respond to that by challenging Alabama in some, in some aspects that they've they struggled with. So I, I think both of those can combine for maybe a, a final score in the low 40s to low 20s, maybe maybe mid 40s to low 20s. Which, with the number in the 31 range, I think that that's good enough to cover. Take it to the bank.
0: All right. I hope there's a decent pregame meal. These, you know, the lack of buffets has been getting to me this this season, as you can probably probably imagine. So. Looking forward to seeing you <laughs> on Saturday up there in the press box, Brett Hudson from the Tuscaloosa News. Man, thanks very much. Thanks so much for joining me.
1: Now, are you not going to have like Dreamland or something on a on a Tuscaloosa trip? I figured you'd have something outside the
0: box. Well, I mean, the timing is bad. You know, the the, the it, we're getting there like right after lunch, and you know, then it, by the time the game's over, no, there's no place to go for dinner. We'll make it work.
1: That's though. true. Okay. So. All, right.
0: All right. I'll see you Saturday. See you Saturday.